0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers. I'm your host, David the Skeptic, and I'm joined by the other guy, or should I say, the other guys! Uh, on my left is Darren, sometimes known as Mr. Rogers, who's gonna show up today. Say hello. Oh, that'd be isn't it? It's Darren! Alright! <laughs> We we couldn't be too uh, too sure until now. Um, and to uh, his left, uh, the fabulous uh, Brian. Uh, you remember him from a couple of weeks back. Uh, he and I had a conversation about the conversation. Brian, how you doing?
1: I am very. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. And I am the uh, disputed original
0: lay skeptic. It is disputed. Um, because I am the original lay skeptic if we just want to be technical uh followed possibly by you and Darren simultaneously if <laughs> and uh <laughs> and, and and then possibly Sarah uh by sheer volume of the number of times uh she was called a lay skeptic so uh and Sarah was Sarah was going to be on the show uh Sarah Sarah is sick uh she cannot make it and so Uh, we had to replace her with Teddy the Bear, who is also sick from the same thing. And so my uh, speculation is when they podcasted, uh, what, it was a week or two ago now, they messed each other up. And so uh, we will follow their progress. Uh, Teddy and Brian are set to talk to you next week, in case I forget to mention it, at the end of the podcast, next week... Pascal's wager.
1: I don't want any excuses from her that she was uh, weakened by this sickness. So, Teddy, get well very soon.
0: We are all praying to our various gods to make that happen. But because Sarah crapped out, I mean, because she was sick on us and Teddy was sick, we have Dale the Delusion. Oh, wait a minute. I'm turning over a new leaf. (laughs) I'm sorry I don't say things like that anymore. Our old friend Dale, thanks for stepping in at almost literally the last minute. How you doing, Dale? Yeah.
2: Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on again uh, and especially to to get a chance to speak to Darren and Brian, um people that we've we've had history with, but I think it, it's great to get to speak to them live. It's it's a totally different uh type of thing than comments and stuff like
0: that. It's kind of awkward since uh, Dale is the one who actually was, was calling us lay skeptics. And now we have a meeting of the lay skeptics.
2: I think it's perfect. You guys can sort of compete in this episode. And by the end, I'll, I'll pick out the winner for the, for the title of original lay skeptic. How about that? (laughs) Oh, that could be interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, now I have something to stay awake for. Um, (laughs) Actually, the thing I think we have to stay awake for is the show itself. This is going to be a great show. I've been looking forward to this uh, show, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. This is not just something that's feeling time uh, for me. This is something that I've thought about a lot, and um, so let's just see what happens. Uh, we have a lot of... Um, a lot of places where we have conversation, we have conversation about a lot of different things, but at some point there's always an impasse. And I don't know how to break the impasse. Uh, And the impasse is at the end of the day, uh, the Christians believe that God is the clear and obvious uh, thing to believe in. Of course there's a God. Of course you should see it. And uh, we just don't see it. At the end of the day, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I've tried. I used to believe it. Uh, I don't believe it. I, d- I, don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> so um, I don't mean that in a in a harsh way. I'm not saying that people who believe it are crazy uh, and people who don't believe it are smart. It's just that I can't make myself believe it. And it's, it's, it's not like I haven't tried. In fact, I tried everything that I could to keep from disbelieving it. I tried to hang on to it as long as I could. Um, but once I acknowledged uh, that I don't believe it, I just couldn't believe it anymore. And there was there was nothing that I could do at a certain point. And so, what do you do? How do you test yourself to make sure that you are not just in a pit of um, confirmation bias uh, or or some other kind of bias? How do you how do you make sure of that? Uh, so, from time to time, you just have to challenge yourself. And I've invited. Uh, Two other uh, skeptics, uh, to have that exploration with me. Darren, in particular, should be interesting today, because Darren was never a Christian. And so I don't actually meet too many um, people like Darren, uh, believe it or not. Most of the people I know are Christians or were Christians. Brian, if uh, I'm uh, correct, you were a Christian at one point. Yes, that is correct. What was your level of Christianity? So I, I, I know you weren't a preacher, but what was your level of Christianity? Strong Christian, went to church every week, twice a week, uh, gave money, uh, what, uh, prayed, prayed every day. What was your level? Let's see.
1: I, I, I'd say I was pretty strong Christian. Uh, I was definitely a mischievous young person, so I wouldn't say I was you know, preacher material. But uh, we went to church every Sunday. We went to the youth group when I was old enough. Uh, When I got even older, I ended up being a youth minister assistant for a while. Um, uh, One of my favorite moments that I'm sure my parents would say from my childhood is when I actually uh, witnessed to one of my friends who wasn't a Christian uh, and brought him to Christ. And I'm pretty sure they threw a bigger party than for my birthday that time. So uh, I'd say I was pretty well two feet in Christian when I was younger.
0: Okay. So um, did you... Did you want to not be a Christian?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, I think I talked a little bit about this on the show I was on last. But um, what I I really just came to a realization one day as an adult, uh, encountering more and more uh, things on the Internet and different types of people that uh, had no belief or were atheists or what have you. Uh, And it just it it just hit me in the face that I needed to kind of go back to basics and really decide if I believe this or not and do it for my reasons and not for reasons from uh, from my youth. So that was kind of how that happened.
0: Did you find it hard to let go?
1: You know, at first it was hard. Uh, I definitely was emotional about it, I think. But uh, again, I think I brought this up already, but I kind of tried on this atheist persona online uh, on forums and what have you. Uh, and the more I did that, the more comfortable it became, the more natural it felt, and it was pretty clear to me that I was I was definitely on my way out.
0: So, Darren, you were never a Christian, but did you ever flirt with the idea of Christianity or God belief or anything like that?
3: Um, not really. I mean, my um, my father was always pretty much an atheist, and my mother was a um she was more. New agey rather than Christian, although we did go to some Christian churches when I was real young but you know you don't really believe things at that point you just sort of go with whatever the flow is and um, so I never really was indoctrinated with um, with any of those beliefs um, and so now I just I have no clue. I, I don't even understand how people can believe
0: it. So, But surely you were exposed to it at some point. I mean, you knew people who were Christians. Did you just think they were all mad?
3: Yeah. Um, it's sort of like when everyone, when you're a little kid and everyone around you believes in Santa Claus. You know?
0: <laughs> did <laughs> it's, did you, it's you ever believe in Santa Claus? Sort of thing. I'm sorry? Did you ever believe in Santa Claus?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, when you're a little kid like that, um, I mean, you just sort of go with whatever the flow is. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that belief is really the right word for that. It's just people all around you are telling you something that's true and you're not really questioning it. Um, And as soon as I started questioning either Santa Claus or um, uh, Christianity or theology in general, it just all fell apart, so I never really gained a belief that it was true.
0: So you never wanted to believe in God, and Brian, you never wanted to not believe in God. Dale, you obviously believe in God now, but there was a point, at least uh, that you talk about sometime, where you were unsure. Tell me about that point.
2: Um, Yeah, so I did go through a brief period, probably about six months, where I would I would describe myself as as an agnostic. my doubts just overwhelmed me. I, you know I was going through personal stuff at the at the time as well. so yeah, I just doubted everything and and I sincerely yeah I, I, it wasn't so much about evidence when I look back I, I guess it was more um, what I was going through and and just this. My emotional doubts, as Mike Lacona would call them, sort of overwhelmed me, and I became an agnostic for, for six months, and then I just realized after that that if I'm being true to what I really believe intellectually, I, I do believe that there's a God, but I, I, don't, I didn't believe that the Christian God was real or something.
0: So, did you uh, when you were going through doubts, did you want to disbelieve, or did you want to believe? Um, I think I, I desperately wanted to believe. Okay. Um, So do you understand how people like myself and Brian and Sarah, when we say we were at that place and we desperately wanted to believe, do you, do you understand that?
2: I do. Um, but I'm not sure. So are you talking about back in that, at that time for you? or Are you talking about right now? Yes, back in, back
0: in that time.
4: Oh, yeah. How, yeah, how a person
0: with doubts, no matter which way the doubts go, whether they go all the way out the door or whether you know you boomerang and come back, you can understand being in that place and wanting to still believe.
2: Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah.
0: Okay. So um, it's, a, it's an interesting mix of um, folks we end up on, with on the panel anyway. So I, I go through a little bit of this uh, introduction of... Uh, our histories, just so that I can properly introduce the topic. We're not going to get past the is there a God or isn't there a God through reason and logic. I don't think that's going to happen. But what if we go past that point? Because if we don't go past that point, the conversation is over. Or, Or we're doomed to be arguing the same things all the time, every week from now, uh, every day, even from now into eternity. That sounds like hell. You don't even have to believe in hell to think that that kind of sounds like hell. That's uh, that's the hell spiral soup that we all find ourselves in, because there's no way out. So, rather than stay there, let's try something different. Skeptics, let's just grant God today. What do you say? I feel like I'm on a
1: wobbly sea journey.
0: That's what I feel like, David. Excellent. Uh, that's that's uh, a lot what it's like. Can, <laughs> can, can, can you say for the sake of argument, Darren, that there is a God So, uh, for the purposes of exploring what next?
3: Um, sure, but I think that's going to raise a lot more questions that we're going to have to try to grant and we're, before we can actually get to any sort of speculation about it.
0: Good. All right. Well, let's see if we can just get to the point of granting God. And then let's see what happens after that. Uh, I actually
2: wanted to raise a question.
0: Like, what, what do you mean by
2: God, first of all? Because, yeah, like, what, what, what is it we're granting? When you yes. Say
0: God? So, God. That's a great question, Dale. Kudos. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. God, who? <laughs> it's almost as if you've read my blog post. Has that happened? <laughs>
2: So, <laughs> it's almost like someone emailed me and told me to make sure I read it. You know? <laughs>
0: Dang. Um, yes, go ahead. So, uh, so you're saying you heard from God uh, to to read the blog post? <laughs> I just want to get that yep, straight. It,
2: was, it was a fine communication, <laughs> properly basic belief. Yeah.
0: So, um, by the way, uh, that blog post uh, for those of you just discovering the podcast, um, uh, that blog post is at skepticsandseekers.wordpress.com dot WordPress dot com. You can email me directly at skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. When you get to the blog post, uh give it a read, uh, leave a comment in the comment section. So yeah, how do we how does one grant God? So if one is open to a God, and by the way, I, I had some serious doubts and conversation about open last week. You can check out um, the comments from, from last week. Um, or last couple uh, couple of weeks ago, I think it was my conversation with uh, Darren. I, I it, it's hard for me to be open in the sense of believing that it is possible somehow. Uh, I just don't. But that said, um, just trying to open myself up to it as much as I am capable of. Uh, I found that it was it was a lot harder. There were a lot more questions that I had to dig in. So just starting at the basics, okay, I grant the possibility uh, that there could be a God. In fact, I grant that there can be a good case made for a God. That still doesn't get you very far because um, at that point, my my next process would be, okay, so there's a good case for God. Now, how do, I, how do I test it and see if it's true? And I find myself at an impasse again. Because I, I, I look at all of the evidence provided. And even if I were willing to say, okay, that's all, that all makes for a very good case for me to evaluate, I have no way of evaluating it. Did, did either of you run into that problem? Or if you grant that the Christian's case is at least a... a worthy case for submission, do you find that that case is enough to convince you that there's a God, or do you find that you're at a place where you can't proceed any further?
3: Well, that actually is my, uh, where I'm at, because there's a lot of claims made about God in apologetics, but as soon as you go to uh, evaluate those claims, there's nothing there to evaluate. They're just claims. There's nothing, there's no there there to test whether the claims are actually true or not.
0: How about you, Brian? Where, where are you if you grant, okay, the Christians have laid out uh, a good enough case for me to spend time with and, and evaluate?
1: Yeah, so, so for me, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's the Christians that have uh, made this case. Uh, I can certainly, for the sake of argument, uh, conceive of myself believing that there is a God, that there's a good reason that there's a God. Um, But I I can draw the line pretty firmly as to what that is that I'm granting, and then we can get into the details downstream. So, yeah, obviously, as a former believer, I don't have any trouble believing that there could be a God. But so granting that for this argument isn't too difficult, I don't think.
0: Okay, so I, I actually don't have a problem. This will come as a surprise to a lot of people. I don't have a problem granting that there is some kind of God. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how I would define this god Maybe a deist god or something like that But something that Given the right definition I could, I could say Okay that uh, I could call that a god uh, I, don't, I don't find All definitions of god Completely uh, Logically uh, Impossible And so uh, A first mover for instance I, I don't have a problem with a first mover I don't believe in a first mover, but I don't find it logically contradictory. I don't. I it doesn't it doesn't offend me in any way that there could be a first mover. That's that that's a viable possibility. Darren, what about you? Is there some possible in the in your real way of thinking that some description of some kind of God could exist?
3: I don't know. Um... Because if you're granting a god, then you're granting, there's a lot of baggage that goes in with that. Uh, if you're just talking about like a first mover, then the quantum foam that physicists propose for uh, as sort of the universe creating thing, I mean, that's that fits as, as a first mover. But if you're talking about a god, then you're also bringing in the baggage of supernatural. I don't even know what it is that I would be granting if I granted the supernatural. Uh, in the immaterial, I mean, what's that? Uh, omniscience without, you know, any physical substrate for the brain. I'm, so what is it actually made of? And if it's not made out of physical stuff, then what is that stuff? And how do does that stuff
0: work? I, mean, I, have you I, I wouldn't be granting any of that either, though, Darren. So when I say that I could grant some kind of thing with the definition of a god... Think uh, Q from Star Trek, I could I could grant that. Uh, yeah,
3: isn't Q sort of like a high tech? Uh, he's
0: he's actually just something like a human that's highly evolved, uh, in that he has greater access to um, manipulating space, time, and matter. That's uh, so it looks like magic to us. Uh, it looks like what we might call godlike powers. Um, you know, I could grant that. I don't have a problem with that. But but right, but something like a Q wouldn't be able to be
3: a first mover, though,
0: right? Well, something like a Q could be a first mover if you posit that he started in some other instantiation of the universe, in that the current universe bubble brain that we're in was something that he made. Uh, So he could have been the first mover of this space-time while being uh, in some other space-time that he didn't make. Okay. Universe in a bottle. Yeah, I like, I like universes in a bottle. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying, if we, if we tried hard, even in our most skeptical form, we could probably envision something that we could you know, g- generously call a god. Now, that gets us a long ways to where the Christian wants us to be. So I don't want to confuse the language too much. I just wanted to kind of see where you were even before we started granting. So I can't, I can't get from where I am to where the Christian needs us to be. And so the only way I can get there is just to say, okay, let's just say for the sake of argument that, 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 that a God, a good proper God as, as a religious person means exists. Uh, that does uh, introduce the problem of which God are we are we talking about? And um, I looked into gods. I've been I've been deep into gods for the last week and a week and a half. Uh, there are a number of creator gods out there uh, in every culture. There's there's some type of creator god. I think most, if not all, of the African gods are creator gods with interesting uh, creation myths that are very similar uh, to the ones found in the Bible. So um creation myths abound, uh creator gods abound, many are older than Yahweh. Um and so it's uh it it's an interesting question to say okay, I think that there must be some kind of creator god to go from there to uh, which one? How do how do we even begin to narrow down the list? There are thousands, tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> there, I mean, there, uh, uh, I, could, I was overwhelmed. Uh, and then I tr- just tried to narrow it down to gods that are actively worshipped today. There's still thousands. Um, and so, do you guys have any um, insights on if we grant that there is some kind of God, how do you, how do you narrow it down?
1: My uh, my first impression, hearing you say that, David, is um, it's interesting how because maybe because we're Western uh, people uh, that we're quick to jump to monotheism, right? Why would why would we rule out polytheism uh, after after the first act of granting God? Maybe there's more than one God.
0: Yes, um, maybe, may, maybe. But if you're if you the effort is to try to just identify one of the. Potentially many gods. You still have a problem with narrowing it down, unless you just want to say, "Well, all god propositions are true," and I don't see any reason to to grant that.
1: Right, because a lot of them are um, usually exclusive, so you can you can rule that out using logic.
0: Right. So, uh, Darren, what's your what's your solution? Since Brian gave us a big nothing burger. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not entirely I sure. Like this, Brian, just say so you no. Know. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Go ahead.
3: Um, I'm not entirely sure if there is a way. Just because when, we, when we're when we looking for, like, um, Ether was a big idea in the, uh, you know, a few hundred years ago. And in order to determine whether it actually existed or not, they actually had to propose ideas of what it was made out of so they could go out and test and see if that substance actually existed. If we are given nothing but the name of a god and some stories about how that god is supposed to have done things, then I guess you look at how the universe was actually created and then rule out all the gods that don't match that. I mean, I guess that's one way if that all you have are just the stories. Um, But then, you know, the theist is probably going to come back and say, oh, well, those are just all metaphor. They're not supposed to be adequate. And then I'm at a loss of about how you would de- uh, sort through all the different uh, God claims.
0: Well, in addition to that, before I throw it to a theist, because we actually have a resident uh, theist uh, around to ask this, um, I would, I would add, uh, also add, because the number is so large— it's it's prohibitively large. You will throw away your lifetime before you got up out of the A's, or if if you're just going alphabetically. Um, so I don't even know how one would start uh, the journey and how one would begin to narrow it down. Which which ones are worth my looking at? How do I figure that out, Dale? Um, so you got three skeptics willing to grant god for an hour can you help us narrow it down
2: yeah so so i think in the first place this is why i sort of asked you what do we mean by god and if we're going by the sort of traditional western religious conception of god that takes us to a maximal great being so this is what i sort of understood is that well this is the given what do we get from that okay, great. You've got this maximal great being, um, but can we adjudicate which version of that? Is it the Christian God? Is it Allah? Is it uh, you know Krishna or something like that? Um, so, I think in the first place, I don't think that we can get from just having a maximal great being. To the Christian God is real.
0: Well, let me let me uh, just stop that, you there. I, I'm not sure why we, how we got to the maximally great being, because that's not the only conception of God.
2: Okay, so you're not you're not. Um, well, that's why I was sort of asking, what do you mean by God? So when I if I start with a maximal great being, there are certain logical entailments, perhaps. Uh, so that sort of hints at what Darren was saying. We can rule out. Certain options. So I could argue that there's an afterlife, given, even even if it's not a maximal great being, but a, you know, a very powerful spiritual or immaterial being that's, omni uh, omnibenevolent or, very benevolent or something like that. Maybe I can, say that certain things are entailed from that concept, but it won't get you all the details of a, of a Christian God or something like that.
0: Does that make sense? So yeah. So well, so how would I get a maximum great being? Yeah, would I am I'm, I'm still. I guess maybe. Maybe uh, this should be directed at um, um, Darren or Brian because I'm actually stuck at the um, idea of why. Why should a god be a maximally great being? I don't. A god doesn't have to be a maximally great being. Uh, a god can just be a really powerful being. Uh, a god can be a tribal god that's just one of many gods, and, you know, that tribe or that region, you know, that's their guy. Um, does, doesn't even have to be the best. He's just the, he's just the one for them, and uh, they're loyal to him, and he helps them, and, you know, he tries not to get in a fight with powerful, more powerful gods. But, I mean, gods, you know, the god concept doesn't have to be a kind of monotheistic, uh, maximally uh, greatest possible being concept to be a god and so I'm, I don't know why I would narrow it down to only that kind of God.
2: Yeah, it's, it's because the, that wouldn't be the normal conception of when you're saying you're granting God for the sake of argument. That's not what you right. know, your Christian
0: interlocutors are saying. But the, are, fir- are the, but saying. the first, well, but the first step is to grant some kind of God concept. Right? It's, I mean, that, I mean, I would think that would be the first step. So I'm trying not to skip too many steps. Don't worry, we're going to get there. I'm going to grant you all of your Christian God here in a few minutes. But I'm just trying to <laughs> illustrate the, dif- the difficulty of getting there. Just granting that there is a God doesn't get you there.
1: And yet, if I could chime in, as I, as I understand maximally great being... Mm-hmm. That is that is assumed because that's what makes all of the other downstream uh, things about God that, that Christians want to say about him are true, right? It's the only way that he could be omnibenevolent, omnipotent, omniscient, all these things, because mm-hmm. he's got to be the greatest thing that ever was or possibly is. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're kind of stuck here with um, top-down versus bottom-up reasoning. Uh, as I understood it. I would love to be able to get to maximally great if we did it from bottom up, not from top down.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think you, you're right. Like you have to establish that there is this maximal great being. If you're not granting that, it, it's just it. You're just putting a little label of of God on things that aren't really that aren't really God in, in the traditional conception in the okay, West. Well, you whatever, say traditional
0: right? conception in the West, I don't care about the West, and I'm not sure I can care about tradition. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of gods actively being worshipped today by real people on the planet. So... Put
2: it, okay, put it, put it
0: this way, David, uh, David. Just,
2: would you... I guess what you're trying to say is you can grant that there's a, a thing called the divine nature in, in principle. Um... Is that what you're trying well, to say? I, I would
0: say out of all the millions of people who worship a God, this is this is how I'm beginning my grant. Um, they all can't be wrong. I agree there must be something called a god. Uh, so let's let's begin our God study and figure out what and who that is. And you know, just kind of trying to use not logic to narrow down where to begin. I don't start with you, uh, Dale. I don't start by saying, well, all those other guys must be crazy. Uh, The modern Westerners, let's just start there. I don't know how to start there without just granting that I'll ignore everything else and start there because of cultural bias.
3: Yeah. And there's actually, uh, you have to take into consideration more than just the gods that have been proposed because the total energy of the universe is either zero or really, really, really close to zero. So, you don't even need to have a really powerful being be a god. So you not only have all the gods that have been proposed, but you have all the gods that haven't been proposed
2: as well. Right. So, yeah. So, so I guess what you're, you're granting is that there, there can be this higher power or something. And then what can be derived from
0: that? Um, And that's, that's the first grant. And, and I'm just saying, if you, I don't even think that we can get further in this conversation until we make some more grants because we can't, we can't logically get there from, okay, there is a God to there is a God like the Christian God. We're going to, we're going to have to just grant some more things. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: it requires uh, further arguments and further additional, Clarification: What what are the attributes of this higher power and, and stuff like that? Okay, like, so arguments
0: yeah. are hard. Let's just grant some more.
2: Um, can I, but David? Before we run
1: forward, let, me, let okay. me just pose a question to Dale because I think this is interesting. Uh, sure. I'm happy to I'm happy to grant this stuff downstream. We can totally do it. So, Dale, are you contending that you cannot demonstrate that a being is maximally great? You can only assume it as an axiom
2: no so so i would argue for that uh, you know so you you guys have probably sick of it to death but i provide the modal ontological argument um, i think even yeah even with other arguments we can infer at least some of the attributes that we get not not a total maximal great being right
3: but the right. modal ontological so, sorry the yeah, modal no, ontological no, good, good. Uh, i'm sorry yeah, i was just yeah, going to yeah. s-
1: Okay, I was just going to
3: say, uh, the modal ontological argument uh, still assumes maximally great being as an axiom, so you don't really argue to a maximally great being with that argument.
0: Right, and and I think that still starts at a place beyond where I think is logical to start, because you're, I think you have to argue first that the maximally great being is the only being worth considering as a god. There are other kinds of beings that you would consider as a god, because we've got plenty of god examples out there that wouldn't necessarily qualify as the maximally great being that people still worship as a god. So um, you can say, well, the maximally great being is the best kind of god. That's an opinion, but it's certainly not the only god description out there that is meaningful to people.
2: Well, the the ontological argument is an argument, it doesn't just, it's not question begging, it doesn't assume, it takes the concept, it is possible or conceivable that this sort of being exists, and then through the six premises of the argument, or 16, if you take uh, Robert May argument and that sort of thing, it, it argues that the being actually exists, based on the conception. So it's not just assuming this being exists, therefore it exists. Um, And David, what was
0: your But the the ontological argument Doesn't rule out lesser gods too, right?
2: Correct, exactly It it just says, hey, there's a maximal being Maybe there's a maximal uh, a, A lesser being, Satan He's a lesser being than God. He's supernatural. He's powerful. He's right. So all I'm
0: I'm saying is, uh, you know, you could start your search there. And I guess you can say, well, let's figure out what the best possible God would be. But we've got thousands of gods to sift from, and they all have worshipers. And I I myself wouldn't say, well, the only God worth worshiping is the, you know, the one maximally great being that you can come up with. Um, because, you know, the, the second best God might actually be the better one to worship.
1: <laughs> and um, it's, it's, also, okay. it's also possible that these gods are being conflated, right? Like the, the Christian wants us to assume that the maximally great being is also the same being depicted in the Bible. It's also the same being that's meeting out punishment after, in the afterlife. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's theoretically possible that, the, that Yahweh, the God of the Bible, is a lesser God, and the maximally great being is a level up.
2: Giving him some reign to learn how to be a better God, right? And that—that's how the Gnostics saw, it, right? The God of the Old Testament was a lesser God, and Jesus overthrew him, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I think these things require extra argumentation to establish these further attributes, and that—that's really why I need to know what your what where is our starting place. You, you're giving me a higher power, but there's no definition, so I can't work out. Well, how can I? entail further properties or attributes of this thing unless you tell me well he. I'm giving you something powerful, it's it's immaterial um, like I need some sort of starting foundation so I know what you're granting me in the first right. place. Uh,
0: right, well look I wanted to grant the the least thing and see if I can logic my way to the next thing and that's, that's what I've done with each of the, the steps of the grant so that I didn't just grant Dale's God. I, I wanted to grant a God, and see if I could get there. Um, well, I can't get there. So let's grant uh, the Abrahamic uh, religions. Um, Judaism, that was first. Christianity, that was second. Uh, Islam, that was third. In in my post, I mentioned LDS. I'll just leave that out here uh, uh, because I'll save a little bit of time. Uh, oh, come on. I want my own planet. <laughs> I know they um I actually like the LDS promises better quite frankly but um and they no,
1: have uh, they have they have great television commercials as well yeah well
0: and um you know the marriage policy is pretty good for men um magic magic underwear is the number one seller on Amazon absolutely <laughs> so so um I mean why the christian why the christian god why uh shouldn't someone think well actually Judaism or Islam, because I would think that, uh, you know, the the oldest might be better or the one with the latest revelation. Uh, how do we get to the Christian God if we grant Abrahamic religions?
2: So, yeah, so there's a bunch of ways. So you can prove that Jesus uh, and or the Christian proponents were inspired by the Abrahamic God through proving the resurrection. Um, You could also look at Messianic prophecies. Okay, for granting the Abrahamic God, that grants us the Old Testament that the Jews use. Um, And then we can argue that Jesus is the fulfillment of those Messianic prophecies or something. So there's the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. That's how Peter knew to call Jesus, you are the Son of God. And he's like, you, this flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. That was revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. So those are three ways. If, you grant, if we're granting the Abrahamic God of the Jewish Old Testament scriptures, we could argue to the Christian God.
0: Okay, so first Brian and then Darren. If we grant the, the God that we're going to grant is an Abrahamic God, and that's all you get, can you reason from that grant to the Christian God the way Dale says?
1: Um, I would say directly, no, uh, you'd have to do a lot of argumentation and,
0: and pr- uh, prove
1: some things because if you grant the Abraham God, all you've got is, is a Bible, right? Everything else, inner witness of Holy Spirit. That's, that's eight levels of facts, not an evidence, right? That there's a, there's a spirit that he can communicate and then I'd be able to recognize it. So yeah, what? I think
2: there's just, a lot of, a lot of work to do. Just, you know, Brad, that is in the old Testament. Um, so, so it, that is actually granted to me the Holy Spirit. Right.
0: But But most Jews don't don't, in fact, uh, grant the Christian uh, idea of God. So that that's... Um, I, I know that the Christians kind of reach back and synchronize oh, with the okay. Jews, but the Jews don't reach forward and grab onto the Christian story any more than the Christians reach forward and grab onto the Muslim story. So I do consider them as three different buckets. Um, and I... I and...
1: and, and yeah. Sorry, David. Mm-hmm. And, and just... I'm not granting the bible yet i'm granting that it's the abrahamic god the bible is still a book written by people
4: that's again they could have got
1: they could have got things wrong they could have got things mixed up they could have had things incomplete so just because people way back then thought there was a the holy spirit doesn't tell me that there is
2: one now instead just because the christian god exists doesn't mean that the the bible is fully inerrant or it, it's his word and stuff so that does require Additional argumentation, and, and you know, everyone knows my way of doing that. I, I argue for it, it's sufficiently attached uh, to the truth of, of the Christian God or the religion and, and stuff like that. But but yeah, you're right that it requires additional argumentation. It, it can't be derived directly from uh, the Hebrew God is real. Therefore, he has a word, he has a Bible or something like that.
0: Okay, so what about you, Darren? Uh, we've granted Abrahamic religion. How do you narrow down the bucket the three buckets to one
3: um, I'm not sure you can because isn't the um the original Jewish god supposed to just care about the Jews, so I mean you'd have to sort of argue your way out of him expanding his chosen people some way right um and then you would have to, yeah, I, I don't know. The uh, <laughs> I'm still I'm still lost about how you can uh, make any proclamations about this God. I mean, even if you're granting that he exists, are we also granting we know how to communicate with him? We know how to not yet. Okay, then I have no clue how you would get to. Um, Christianity from the uh, Jewish God, just because if you're not actually able to talk with him and ask him what exactly it is that he wants and everything, then any argumentation at that point is just pure speculation about what you think the God is and what you think the God is uh, desires. And I don't know how you get from speculation to the God actually wants this.
0: I think where Darren is coming from is uh, legitimate because in order to grant the Abrahamic gods at all, you kind of have to grant the Bible, because there's there's no way to get the Abrahamic religions without the Bible. You can't just pluck them out of history and know anything about their gods really, um, without the Bible. Is is that an accurate statement, Dale? I mean, can you know anything about uh, any of these gods without the Bible or Quran, in any, any of that? I think in principle, absolutely. I mean, Moses
2: didn't have the Bible, and he knew about the Abrahamic God and that sort of thing. But I, I get what you're saying. That this is one of the main arguments. One we of don't, the we don't learn
0: argument. about Moses and uh, without the Bible. What? We don't learn about Moses without the Bible.
2: Okay, so so I'm saying in principle, it is possible for human beings without the Bible uh, to gain knowledge uh, about the existence of the the Jewish God, about the existence of Yahweh, let's say it that way. Um, the main way is through divine revelation. That's how we come to knowledge about Yahweh and His doings in salvation history today. So I agree 100% with you. This is one of my main arguments for why the Bible should be considered sufficiently attached to the truth of that, that God or the religion. It, it's just, it is so ingrained. Um, it's, it's almost the default position, as you say. But um, I, I do agree with Brian that that's not necessarily the case. You, you do have to argue for that to establish that connection.
0: Okay. So what we're going to do is get over this uh, new moat that's been dug, and we're just going to grant the Christian God. Um.
1: The, the seas are getting The seas are getting rough for David I'm feeling a little bit more wobbly now that you're doing this <laughs> well,
0: I mean look, this is the only way we can
2: get there um, before, I, I,
1: I, got, I got my life
4: preserver I'm ready to do it It's
1: all
2: good Before, before we get there, and David it's your show So, so would it be okay if I just asked Darren a question uh, Based on what he just said? Sure Just And I'll, I'll just do it quickly yeah,
0: Sorry. Because uh, we're about, we're going to lose uh, Brian here in a little bit And I, I need him
2: Okay, okay, so so Darren, just um, out of curiosity, so you're you're saying how do we know uh, pretend the Hebrew God exists? Yahweh exists and how do we know he wants us to pray to him and he cares about us or anything apart from the Bible? You could construct a secular argument. Well, that Yahweh is the Creator God. He created all of creation, including human beings um, as a you know as the creator God, He would have created us for a purpose. Uh, human beings do have this inbuilt urge to want to communicate to a higher power, um, and and you know that's done through praying and that sort of thing. So perhaps you could construct an argument out of that um, that this guy, this God, built a a desire within us to know Him, to relate to Him, to communicate with Him. That would be a secular argument if successful. What what would you make of that?
3: Well, I mean, we're writing fanfic at that point, right? Though, right? Because uh, we're—you haven't actually talked to the God. You haven't actually asked him what his desires are. You're just assuming that he uh, created. He um, put this desire to know him into us. I mean, you're speculating about that. You're speculating about. you know what a creator god would or wouldn't do because you haven't actually asked the god. You're just sort of assuming you know what a creator god would and would want to do. Um, I mean, it's it's nice argumentation, but it's still all based on speculation.
4: Gotcha.
0: Okay, so cool. that actually leads us into our next bit. So we, so I think for my purposes, exploring this a little bit here and a lot uh during the week. I really can't get from there is a God to there's a Christian God using logic, study, uh, or any of that. Um, if, in a, if I grant it a deist God, that's as far as I could go uh, logically. So for the sake of moving the discussion further, uh, and we could have started at this point, by the way. I just wanted to show the audience just how difficult it is to get here. Uh, difficult, maybe impossible it is to get here. Let's just grant... The Christian God. Now, um, someone uh, actually challenged me uh, when I was talking about this. Well, which Christian God? <laughs> because now we've got uh, a lot of different concepts of the Christian God. Stop it. We're not going to subdivide it quite that much right now. We've got to get to a God. That, because- was,
1: that, was, that was Darren, by the way, the original was, lace
0: guy. Obviously, <laughs> obviously <laughs> it was Darren. Darren <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> So we are just going to grant the Christian God, damn it, um, because believe it or not, you're not at the end of it, uh, because that just, that's really the beginning of the journey. So uh, for the moment, I believe with all my heart in the Christian God. Now what? Um, and I think the next question would be to worship or not to worship. Uh, And I will just be very brief here because you can read my write-up. I want to leave this time for uh, Brian and Darren to talk it out. Uh, I am simply not a worshiper, and so I want to pick up on what Dale said just a moment ago. I have heard Christians say this so much, and it just doesn't make any sense to me that we have this inbuilt desire to worship. I do not have an inbuilt desire to worship. (laughs) So that's I don't know what that means. Um, that, and Dale added that we want to somehow talk to a higher power. I don't want to talk to a higher power. I don't know what that means. So um, maybe I'm just broken or something, but uh, I don't have a desire to worship. If I knew the Christian God existed, I would not want to worship him. In fact, I would not worship him. Um, I, I, would be, I, would have a, I would try to have a friendly relationship. I wouldn't worship him. Brian? yeah, it's it's interesting.
1: worshiping, I don't I can't think of any other context where uh, worship is indicated or or a good thing to do, right? I mean, it's usually just in the context of God. Uh, so you know I can certainly imagine being grateful to be alive, grateful for beautiful things, grateful for opportunities uh, in this world and maybe the next. but yeah, I, I I don't see worship necessarily precipitating out of that. and even if the God was worthy of the worship, I I can't really picture what that looks like. I can guess conceptually, but, uh, but yeah, I can't really get my arms around, you know, why worshiping is is such a uh, desired activity. Darren?
3: Yeah, I am sort of in the same boat, but which Christian God actually uh, makes a big difference there? Because I happen to be probably more practical than either (laughs) of you two. And if God is going to torture me for all eternity because I didn't worship him, then it's going to be the same as if some thug uh, points a gun at me and says, give me all
0: your money, or I'm going to shoot you in the face. I'm going well, to go the, ahead and the, worship that god. The difference, I don't Jaren, want to be tortured for all eternity. Right, but the difference is you can give a thug all your money. You can't give fake worship. Well, worship, I mean, worship, the, worship if that's a, the proposition,
3: though, then it, it really is. He's, that's what he's asking for is fake worship. So I can give him fake worship. Dale,
0: it, do you see the problem uh, that we run into here?
2: I I do, but I I think that it's I think that it's misguided in some to some extent. So, in terms of worship, um, what is that? It, it's you know, in old English comes from old English worthship. I mean, I I see it as you're ascribing worth uh, and valuing things in proper proportion. So. In terms of Brian said he doesn't have a problem being grateful. Great, I, I'm grateful to you if you open a door to me. I, you know, I, I think um, on the boards I, I was talking about how we should all be appreciative of what each other, of what we do for each other, and I even if it's small, if you give me a pen, I should be grateful for that. That's a small thing that you did. God did things for us that are way beyond just opening a door for me or giving a, a pen or something like that so i ascribe even more how many times things. do you have to say so, thank you
0: sorry how many times do you have to say thank you that's an inter-
2: i think i think for human beings it needs to be repetitive to remind us because we start to take people for granted after a while and and this this happens with people right so Perhaps this is why it's a repetitive thing. We always need to remind ourselves to be, remember, thank you. God created you. He gave you your mind. He gave you your soul. He he saved you. Um, Okay, but wouldn't that be
0: true for humans, too? I mean, if if you're saying, well, just to remember all of the people who gave us, you know, helped us out. So we have Thanksgiving, right? And so we can be thankful for people, and we have an annual celebration mm-hmm. where we kind of celebrate our gratitude. That doesn't have to be to a god, but I wouldn't consider that worship. So what what is this worship? Because uh, you, What you're describing really isn't isn't why, what I think of worship. Why the difference, I think, is what you're asking.
2: Yeah, I, I think it would be because of the significance of—so In terms of being grateful and remembering your place in respect to God and what God's done for you, that relates to you achieving salvation. So perhaps it's so important that you remain grateful for the purposes of being saved, whereas if I forget the name or forgot somebody that opened the door for me ten years from now, it doesn't have the same implication. So, So maybe that's why it's so important to here on Earth, for us to remi- remind ourselves why we're grateful or why we ascribe such worth or value to this this being, and and, and it's all related to what attributes are provable. This is why I was so flummoxed at the beginning when you're granting me a higher power, but you're you're not defining it in any way. I, there's just no attributes for me to grab onto and, and argue anything entails.
0: Well, all that. I know but about I- the Christian God right now is that he demands that I that I worship him. And I don't want to worship him because I don't I don't understand this concept of worship. You're defining worship as oh, just be thankful for the to, the tangible things that he did. Okay, uh, well he's real, it's, it's and if if we so. can prove that he did some things to me that I should be thankful for, I will say thank you. I don't I, I don't make the leap from there to what I think Christians mean by worship. But let me let me hand it to Brian. Hmm because Brian has the shortest amount of time among us. But Brian, sort this out. Is, does Dale's description of worship make sense to you?
1: I mean, conceptually it does, but it, it doesn't bear out pragmatically, right? I mean, think about the example of holding a door for someone. I mean, I hold doors for people all the time. It's the right thing to do. The next person that looks at me and says, you should open the door for me, buddy, is going to get a very different reaction out of me than me doing it of my own, of my own volition. So I, I have this hard time with you know any god that demands worship probably isn't worth isn't worthy of it. Uh, I don't like this idea that you know worship being foisted as a demand isn't speaking very well of the god. It's making me question whether that god is worthy of my worship.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. It, it, and I, I hear you on that, but it it's not it's not like God is demanding. Hey, this is for me. Give me what I need. Purely, it, it it's actually selfless. Like God doesn't need. Us for for anything he was perfect without creation he, there was so no you're need for him you saying he wants us to pants. worship
0: him for our sake what he wants us to worship him for for our sake because it's better yeah,
2: it is good for us to ascribe worth it isn't Can, just can't i just great. say
0: no thank you if it's if it's for me <laughs> it, you know if if he's not going to send me to hell over it can't i just say yeah i'm not really the worshiping type uh so i'm going to pass on the worship thing but uh but thanks for yeah, all the fish uh,
2: yeah, that, that's what, literally what hell is, right? But yeah. that's bad for you, because it's God created us, he designed us, he knows what's good for us, and it's good for us to ascribe the proper worth for things. It's not just about being grateful, there are other forms of worship, but having a proper reverence and worth to the things that are good for us. And if you're just saying, nope, I, I don't revere good things, I want to do what I think is good, then God says, great, You've got hell. That's that's literally what hell is. God says, "Fine, you don't have to worship me or ascribe value to me. You can do your own thing and live out your your sinful eternal life." Right, so, but so,
1: if, if, if it's just because it's good for me, then I don't understand why there's this downstream punishment. Right? There's a lot of things that are good for me. You could tell me to work out more. You could tell me to eat to eat healthy food. You could tell me to have good relationships with my community. Um, if I don't do any of those things, I'm not expecting to be burned. As a result of not doing those things, if it's really just for my benefit, then what's the deal with the punishment for not doing something that's good for my benefit?
2: Okay, and before I answer that, by by um, burned, are you saying that literally? Or, like, you know my view on hell, right? How,
1: however, however, I mean, again, it, it's it, it reminds me, of the, it reminds me of, the, 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 of the movie A Few Good Men, right? Why the two orders is what's asked yeah. so of Colonel Jessup on the stand if he was really being shipped out then why did you have to make the make the the command they, they they don't go together so if he's really doing this just because it's what's best for me why punish me if i don't do it
2: so i think because pun- it comes down to your theory of punishment and i think punishment is good for us as well it it's what is nece- it's the necessary con- consequence of sin it, it's how we are purged of the spiritual effects of Sinning, so this this is why it's not arbitrary on God's part. He he has to punish you if he's going to correct you, um, and that's what hell is. That that's why it's considered a punishment. You want to live out your sin, so you have to live away, and hope. Yeah, that's that's what that's about, and so it's, it's the same same theory we do with punishment on Earth. Just, as Just well.
0: just jumping right in there, Darren. Um, now that Dale has explained worship better. Are you ready to worship now that you've granted a Christian god? Well, again, if he's going to stick a gun in my face and tell me he's
3: going to punish me if for all eternity for not doing what he says, then the pragmatic approach is just to do that, right? Cuz I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm in I'm in no have no absolutely no interest in being punished for all eternity. And when Dale says, "You know, we should be grateful to him for saving us." I mean, what he's really saving is saying is, "God is going to do horrible, nasty things to us, and he is saving us from that thing that he's going to do to us." So, in that situation, where I got a gun in my face, or in this case, hell in my face, then yeah, I'm going to worship him.
0: Okay, I I see I see that. Hey, Dale does does that work for you? Does does Darren's Idea would that work?
2: No, like he he has the wrong idea of hell. Like that that's is, is literally God
0: not holding the, a gun to our face, saying worship or die? It, it's it's God
2: saying, "Hey, I, I want to redeem you and take
0: on your punishment. You're
2: free to to come in heaven and and live with what I've created is good for you." You say, "No, nope, I want to sip, sip margaritas in hell." Uh, you are walking out of your own accord, and God god cannot. Well, it would but, be but Darren's immoral.
0: saying that he would worship. I'm sorry? Darren's saying that he would worship.
2: That he, out of pragmatism only. Um,
0: well,
4: well, is there's bad, nothing but, else
3: other than pragmatism in this situation. I can't you, force myself to worship and love a moral monster that you're describing.
2: Right, so okay so if if would you agree with this much then Darren if God is worthy of worship so he's not a moral monster you you're mistaken in your assessment of him then does that change things because that's the Christian perspective the the Christian God in the eyes of Christians is worthy of worship he's not a moral monster he is the most moral he's the ideal of morality itself well you're not describing um, uh person worthy of
3: worship. You're describing a moral monster. When you describe the Christian God, you're describing a moral monster. You're not describing someone worthy of worship.
2: Okay. So, so
1: yeah. I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me jump Go in ahead. with an example here. So if I tell my kids to clean their room, and they should clean their room because I told them I'm, I'm their father, cleaning mm-hmm. their room is good for them. It keeps their place orderly. It keeps the house orderly. It's a good thing. So mm-hmm. you, we would all agree that it's okay for me to tell my kids to clean their room. Now I tell my kids that now I tell my kids clean your room or I'm going to hit you in the face with a baseball bat. So. So, Dale, what you're saying is there's no difference between me just telling my kids to clean their room because it's a good thing for them to do and me telling my kids to clean my room. But I'm going to hit them in the face with a baseball bat if they
2: don't do it. Those are completely morally equal situations. They're not, but that's not what God's doing. God's saying, "Clean your room, or I'm going to put you in a timeout." Um, you know, or I'm going to ground you, or or something like that. He's he's not. I don't believe in a torture chamber model, which is what your analogy would be more
0: comparable. So let to. me let me let me just step on your side of the the argument for a moment, Dale. Um, okay. So uh, Brian and uh, let me in fact let me start with Darren because you've. Uh, bit more vocal about this. So Darren, let's just assume, I'm I'm not really granting this in in my list of grants, but let's assume that God is worthy of worship by whatever definition that is for you. Uh Then would you have a problem with worshiping him?
2: Well, it's one of
3: those things that if he actually is good, if he actually is loving, then there would be no hell. Um, And he wouldn't he, he wouldn't require us to worship him in the first place.
0: Okay, but let's take hell out of it and uh, let's just make it a universalist thing and he re- it turns out he really is good by whatever your definition of worthy is. Would you from your, out of your own volition worship him?
3: Probably not. I'd like to hang out with them, though. Maybe play video games.
0: See, and I think that's—I think that there lies the crux. So, even if you could define a god, Dale, that was worthy of worship, mm-hmm. I, I think what we are saying is, I don't understand the need to worship anything. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it means to be worthy of worship. If, if you know, someone who saves my life at great risk to their own life, uh. I can't think of anyone more worthy of worship than that. Uh, Except I wouldn't worship him. That's not, I mean, that's not a, it's not a worshipable, they're worthy of my gratitude. They're worthy of my highest regard, but my highest regard does not go to worship.
2: Okay, so, so put it this way worship just means ascribing the proper value or worth. Uh, to someone or something, so, I would just
0: dis- I would ascribe the highest possible value that is available to me to ascribe, and I would not get on my knees and bow down to them, uh, and and worship them.
4: Right,
2: but th- these are religious tokens or ways of expressing the the underlying thing. We we don't necessarily have to be bowing down in heaven for all eternity in order to be expressing the same degree of reverence or, or ascribing the proper value to okay, God. So, so you're saying that I if I just say, if I say thank me. you,
0: great, uh, uh, with, with the proper mm-hmm. amount of gratitude in my heart, is that how you're defining worship? Because it feels like you're defining worship in a way that I have not heard of and I'm not familiar with. And maybe oh. I could get on board with this if you refined it a little bit.
2: Well, this this is the etymology of the word itself. So this this goes back to the ancient
1: early Christians. Right, themselves. but I'm not
0: interested in the etymology of the word. I'm interested in how it's used today by Christians and and by the Bible and what it means to worship God.
2: So well, I don't. Well, this is how I use it. Do do I matter or am I? Above yes, yes. So to,
0: uh, and, so the, from the Dalian definition, if all worship is is me being grateful for someone no. doing. A good thing to me, then I'm in. But it sounds like there's more than that.
4: There, there
2: is. Yeah, it's ascribing the proper worth and value
0: to to a being.
2: So I, so I ascribe value and being to the guy who saves me from drowning. I ascribe more value if he saves me twice. But uh, then he catches me a week later, and I'm so dumb I fall in again, and and he saves me. Um, God has done stuff for us that is of such a value that it outweighs everyone he's in a class by himself and this is why only god gets worship he get he gets the ultimate worth the ultimate value um nothing compares to him in that regards but i'm 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 worth uh yeah like i'm i'm uh, worthy of being ascribed value for favors that i do to you or or vice versa like and and one thing I should clarify as well is it, it's not totally selfless on God's part. God does get something out of creating us. He he gets relationships, and that's a net benefit, um, all else being equal. That's a benefit for God as well. God is a person that enjo- or persons that enjoys loving relationships, just like us. Um,
0: okay. So, so, so yeah, I'm, under value. I'm going to save sense? some of this uh, some of this conversation for the the blog what does it mean to be worthy of worship and does that change anything for i mean for my point it doesn't um maybe i mean darren is still at the pragmatic level but if you could prove he's worthy of worship still probably not because he doesn't really get it either brian are, are just last word on this are you any closer to worship um now that we've granted a god who is uh you know, Maybe the case still needs to be made that he's worthy of worship, but if, if that case can be defined and made for you, would you, are you any closer to worshiping that God?
1: I, I think you, 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 you took my answer right out of my mouth. The, the God would need to demonstrate to me why me worshiping is good for me in this way that is being uh, told to me. So I don't get it. I don't see what's in it for me beyond the gratitude, beyond the thankfulness. I don't get why worship is good for me. So, if God wants me to do something
0: good for me, it's on Him to convince me. So, advance the conversation, Brian, since you've got the mic, uh, from worship to love, because the Bible uh, also tells us that uh, we have to love God, he who loveth not, who, who knoweth, loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love, something like that. Um, so. We are, we are required. It's, it's the strangest thing to me. It's one of the strangest, quote-unquote, commands in the Bible to love God. I, I have never, even as a Christian, been able to wrap my mind around what that means. Um, I mean, I get that you might love God as a natural thing. But if you don't love God, I'm not entirely sure what a command to love God does for you. So, yeah, it, I think, so God is I think real, Brian. Is, it, do you love him, or what does it take for you to love him?
1: Right. God would have to demonstrate to me he's worthy of love. God would have to act toward me in a way that deserves love, in the same manner that I fall in love with other people uh, that I can you know, uh, experience and describe as a human. It's really difficult for me to conceptualize, given that God's not human. You know, Love, as I understand it, you know, has... A context that I understand in the in the uh, standpoint of, of being with other human beings. So, you know, God commanding me to love him automatically puts me on my heels because that, does, you know, th- that doesn't ring true to how love should happen, how love should precipitate out of a relationship. So, so you know, already that, that seems to be a strike against
0: him. So let's just say that uh, Dale is successful with his ontological argument uh you you're backed in a corner you force that uh the maximally great being exists uh he does some other tap dancing okay it's the christian god you have no way around it um and so you must admit it but you're saying despite the fact that you grant this reality you don't automatically love god
4: right,
0: right.
1: i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's all a willful act right i think it's similar to belief right I can do things that make me more likely to accept as true something, but you can't make me believe something that I'm not convinced of. You know, a being uh, that looks like it's worthy of love, you know, I can act loving, but whether I actually love is something that I'm not necessarily entirely controlled over.
0: Darren, why is, why is Brian wrong? Uh, I know that you have also been backed in a corner, and you grant Dale his arguments, and you believe in the Christian God. You love him, uh, Right. Well, love is actually a biological process, oh. so it's
4: chemicals. I see, I see you are uh, got to make this around it
3: too. <laughs> I mean, it's chemicals firing in the brain, and they they fire because of certain things. And
2: I remember, though, you're arguing from Christianity is true, so that that wouldn't be the case.
0: No, well, it's the he's case not arguing of whether a god exists. Or let not. me let me just step in. He's not really arguing Christianity is true. He's arguing that the Christian God is real. Uh, so we're not, we're not arguing – we're not granting other propositions uh, right now. We oh, still I, have to learn I was, those. I,
2: I thought you were – sorry about that. I thought you were saying pretend we grant the Christian God is true, yeah, the, is he worthy of law?
0: Right. Uh, the, I the, was, the Christian okay. God is true, but we don't know anything about him yet. Um, so we're just – we're granting that the God is true, and we know he's true. We can't, we can't argue against him anymore. Uh, you've broken our wheel to a fight anymore. That cosmological argument, it's just too strong, Dale. He's true. But uh, it sounds like the other two bozos on the panel don't love him. I, for one, love him with all of my heart and soul and mind and... No, I don't. Um, so I, I, yeah. this is a problem, huh? uh, Dale, and I'm not being facetious, even if I... Even if God was standing before me right now in this room, I would, I would pee myself, um, but that's not the same as love, and I, and I couldn't make myself love him, and what I think I know about him right now, I would have to hate him. I don't, I don't think I could love him with the knowledge I have right now. Now, let's just assume that everything I know about God is wrong. That's, that's fine. I, I will grant that everything I know about God is wrong, but it's what I know about God. I don't love that guy. What do we do, Dale? What's, what's, what are we doing wrong?
2: Yeah, so, so it's, I need to know what you're granting. Because in one sentence you say, I'm granting that a Christian God exists, but we know nothing about him. And then you say, well, I know enough about him to hate him. So, are,
0: are Well, you, I just, I just you know, know what mean? I read. I just know what I read in the Bible. Uh, So I I know I know that. So maybe I'm just a bad reader. Uh, And 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 your arguments, your your, um, apologetic arguments, uh, tell me that he must be real. So so I'm agreeing with that. But now we're but we're still asking the question. So what next? And what next is I still don't love him. And right. and Brian still doesn't love him. and Darren still doesn't love him. We can't make ourselves love him. And so there there has to be something else that happens. What 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 are we doing wrong, or what do we do from here?
2: Yeah. So okay. So given the full fledged Christian God as disclosed in the New Testament, that's the given. I agree with Brian that you can't force yourself to love. There's New Testament verses that says we only love because God first loved us. It, it's the same principle of you you can't. Force yourself to just believe this. Um, you're you're expected. You're expected to hate um, God unless you've been receptive to the influence of the Holy Spirit that's enabled you to see the truth, and that enables you to love and respond properly to God. Um, so, so yeah, that I, I don't actually disagree that the love is an additional element that needs to come, and that needs to be induced. In a divine way um, toward God to repair your sinful faculties. So, and what if it
0: never thing. comes? Would we would we uh, be punished or exiled or you know, quarantined or whatever you think that hell is? Would we would we end up in hell if we never developed love for this God?
2: Yes, because that that's under the presumption that you are a real seeker. You you are open to learning the truth and open to being. Obeying that and, and submitting, which means you would love God, You're, you su- you would submit to the Holy Spirit, correcting him and that sort of thing, Okay,
0: so we would have to know God to know him is to love him i'm just i 'm interrupting because i 'm trying to get as much Brian as I can before he walks out the door, um, and I can see he 's already leaning in that direction, so since to uh, know him is to love him, then I guess the next thing is well we 'd have to get to know him, and so I believe God is real he 's real. Um, How do I get to know him? Because I've read the Bible uh, several times, so I'm I'm not too sure there. I've listened to thousands of sermons, preached probably hundreds. Um, I don't know him. I've prayed uh, more prayers than I can count. Uh, I don't know him. I've listened to Christians who supposedly know him, and they don't seem to know him. So what's... um, Brian, how do you... How what's your, what's your next step for knowing, for getting to know this God? Or is it even up to you to, to get to know him? I don't, what do you do? Yeah, I think, I think this is the challenge, right? Because
1: we haven't really gotten into much about what this God is like, how he communicates, how we talk to each other, if we can talk to each other at all, what the communication channel is like. But it, it's got to be something similar, again, like what I'm used to, right? I, I love a lot of people in real life. And it, caught, it It came from interacting with them and being with them and spending time and opening myself up and having them do the same. There's a lot of uh, balance between the parties. You know, I'm not feeling a lot of balance between the kind of loving relationship God wants to have with me, right? Uh, especially since there's, you know, punishments for not doing so and, and there's an obedience factor here. So, you know, I'm already not feeling the love uh, for lack of a better way of describing it. But But I mean, like you say, he would have to be on a level that we could actually interact in a way that would, that would cause love to, to come out of it.
0: What about you, Darren? Uh, get, getting, getting to know God? How do you, what's, your, what's your method for doing that?
3: Well, I've got a big, an extra big fluffy
0: chair right here. He's
3: more than welcome to come and play video games with me. Okay,
0: well, let's just, let's just uh, save Dale the trouble of saying, God's not going to do that. So uh, what are you willing to do to get to know the God that you grant exists? Or are you willing to do anything? Do you think it's up to you?
3: Well, if I'm willing to grant that he exists, that means I have some way of detecting him and communicating with him. So that would be, you know, I would use that methodology to communicate with him, to ask him if he wants to play video games with me, see what his uh, opinions are about, uh, you know, global warming.
0: Okay, so Dale, what's how do how do we bridge the gap of uh, we can't worship God with excuse me without loving God? We can't love God without knowing God. We can't know God.
2: Okay, so you're now you're saying how would we come to, to know Him intimately
0: or like know because well, we're granting? That how do we come tr- to know Him enough so that we don't have to end up in hell?
2: Okay, well yeah, I think that my answer is you, you be a real seeker and, and you tr- Yeah, but it put trusting. flesh I need I, you to put flesh y- on
0: that. What does that mean? Uh what what's the next step after granting God? Because, you know, for, for me personally, uh I, I grant God for the next thirty minutes, uh he's real, but I don't like him. Uh um, and and right. I can't I can't I've never had a communication with him and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that everything I think I know about him is wrong. So what do I do?
2: So, yeah, so you you remain a a real seeker in regards to God's character. So this sort of relates to to Brian, right? Like he he was saying that you you need to get into additional argumentation of of apologetics. So this is where I come up with defenses. So skeptics will say, well, well, hey, I, I believe the Christian God is real. I read this in the Bible, it says God did X, Y, or Z, and, and my moral conscience speaks against this. This is a, a hindrance to me loving or wanting to know more about this God. Um, so that's where apologetics comes in, and I, I throw in my defenses. I, I try to get the skeptic to realize, well, hey, first of all, if you're going to be making a positive claim that God is not worthy of of you know, being known better or, or loving him or something like that, then you had better bear that burden of proof. And, and can you actually establish that your claim follows just based on this? Have you considered these other perspectives? So that's where, you know, things like the Molinistic Defeater come in or my defenses on slavery or hell or whatever the problem is. And hopefully that if you're if you're open minded and, and really seeking the truth you will recognize okay well here's this alternative that dale is presenting maybe it's the case that god isn't a bugger or or he is worthy of getting to know him a little bit better now how do i evaluate that is that as probable as no god's just an evil bugger or are they on equal par so i think that's the way you get you get in progress you consider different Equivalent explanations that don't necessarily make
0: him okay. But even if unfur- you even if you come up with God is uh, good, or that I can't out argue your your apologetics there, that still doesn't mean you know God li- well enough to have some kind of relationship. That doesn't get Uh-oh. you there, does it, Brian? Uh, so I know that you are inside of four minutes now. Do you want the uh, give your last word before you uh, hit the road? So I, I, actually was able
1: to get to my next spot. So I got another twenty minutes or so.
0: Okay, All right. fine. Do you so want- yeah,
1: yeah. The one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm realizing is, you know, how, how, how would it be possible to have a loving relationship with a being like God? Right. Think about us and ants. Is it possible for us to have a loving relationship with an ant? And wouldn't the difference between us and an ant be so small compared to the difference between us and a god? So I'm just, you know, I would need to learn a lot of things about how we can even have this interaction and whether the power disparity or difference in being disparity is even bridgeable. I mean, it may not even be possible to have a loving relationship uh, with a god given how far apart we
2: are. Well, I would say that we're not that far apart. So I I reject this uh, notion of the great chain of being. God is this huge gap between us and all other beings, we can't compare to God in any way. No, I can. I, I'm 100% like God. This is what we mean when we're made in the image of God. When it comes to my My thoughts are not your thoughts.
0: My ways are not what? your ways.
2: Uh, no, but there, there are differences, but not in as respect As far to
0: apart love. as the East is from the West.
2: Where where does it say that in regards to love loving God? Well... right, it, his it, Knowledge is, is way beyond us. We'll, I'll never be at his level, but... In terms of my knowledge of a proposition one plus one equals two it's perfect it's just like god's in terms of feeling love i submit it's just like the way god feels love um only ours is sort of tainted by by sin temporarily but in principle when when there's Sure love. It, I will In heaven, I will be exactly like God in terms of having a loving relationship. There, there won't be any sinful jealousies.
0: I, or anything. I love my yeah. dog. My dog loves me, and I'm pretty sure it's close to the same kind of thing. But we ain't close. We ain't close to being the same kind of thing. So I, I, I do think it's possible for things that are very taxonomically different to share love in, in that sense and not be anywhere close to each other
2: but yeah so so it comes down to is so in the first place dogs aren't made in the image of God so even if there's a disanalogy there it wouldn't prove that we human beings don't experience love in the same way God does but you, you need to pinpoint on love and how it's experienced by us on a phenomenological level is that a different category of thing to the way God experiences love, and you would need to establish that and argue that. And, and
0: well, right, but I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't think that Brian is talking about the establishment of love as a philosophical principle. I think he's talking about it in a more practical way. I, I, can't, Sorry, I wouldn't but... be able to love my wife if I hadn't met her if i hadn't spent some time with her if we hadn't spent a lot of time talking and watching tv and netflixing and chilling or whatever it is the kids say these days i th- i mean there's there's some um there's some practical elements to this that just don't exist with god brian am i am i expressing your uh, objection properly
1: yes absolutely uh, in what manner are we interacting such that love can happen just like you say if, if you hadn't met somebody. You can't love them if they're not here. You're not talking to them. You're not seeing them. You're not touching them. Uh, yeah. So, and, and we haven't been given any sort of information as to how we're supposed to interact with God, except you have to make assumptions about Holy Spirits and inner witnesses. Again, facts, not an evidence that I haven't seen. So I don't. I don't know how to interact with a being that I don't even know the
2: the channel in which we can interact. So, so do you see? Okay. Well, here here's something for a good conversation. Install and it. It's sort of. This is one thing that sort of frustrates me. Like we're we're having this. The point is, we're granting that there are holy spirits. We're granting the Christian God is real. We're granting that Christians have a relation a relationship with God, and I, and then we're discussing like a point about was well, the love felt um, on a one to one correspondence or something. And then when that when I say, well, yeah, they, I think they are then you change it and say, yeah, but I, I don't grant that there's a Christian but, God. But, uh, yeah,
0: grant- uh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not actually granting as much as you think. I'm granting the existence of the Christian God. I'm not okay. granting, uh, for instance, I haven't granted the Bible. I don't know that uh, we can make that grants too big. I certainly don't grant that Christians have a relationship with God. I, th- I grant that Christians believe that they have a relationship with God. I don't know how they would know. Um so, I, I don't grant that. I, I just grant that there is a God, and picking up where I am right now, I'm not sure how to bridge where I am to where the Christian says I need to be with regard to a love relationship. Oh,
2: okay. So, when you say Christian God, you're not necessarily saying, you know, Jesus died for our sins and that. You, you just mean the Christian conception of a, of a traditional. I'm talking great. about
0: the Christian God as opposed to Cthulhu. Okay.
1: So, Dale, um, let, let let me see if let me see if I can crystallize this a little bit better. Okay. In your in your view, you think the Christian God is real. He's alive right now and he wants a relationship with me. Is that right? Yeah. So introduce me right now. How do I get in touch
2: with him? Sure. Uh, open. be a, be a real seeker and maintain that for the rest of your life. Like he he won't That's not an introduction. <laughs> No, no, he'll he'll introduce himself. Um, okay, God, meet meet Brian. You've met him before since the day of his birth. Like I can I can play a game like that, but that is how you will get introduced. You you really do have to be sincerely open and 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 you know, try your best to seek him out, seek a relationship uh, to try and figure out the truth whether he is real or not, and and maintain that. It took me years um, before I came to the knowledge that the Christian God is actually real. I was stuck, I believed in a maximal great being, but wasn't the Christian God or something like that. So why, why not just just maintain that very minimal criteria, being a real seeker. It's not what Sarah represents. I'm not demanding you do hours and hours of research every day and become a philosophical expert or something. It's just, you know, try your best as a reasonable person to, to always remain open and, and seek out the, the truth when an opportunity comes by. Okay, but
1: but Dale, I, was, I was I was a Christian for 30 years, and mm-hmm. I, I thought I was on the inside, and then I went through a period of, of multiple years of trying to figure out whether it was real or not. If God loved me, where was he during that period of time when I was trying to figure out whether this was real or not, and he was completely happy to let me go?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and same with me, right? Remember, I, I was a Christian. I grew up a Christian my whole life, and I left. He didn't reveal himself in that hour of need, as uh, you, I think, either you or Sarah would, would put it. And I ended up leaving. But I, but I see that as good. I, I also see. Perhaps would you describe yourself as a? I, I don't want to get into controversial stuff, but like, do you still consider yourself a seeker in terms of God? Forget about real seekers. But are you a? Are you seeking um, if the Christian God is true or not? Like.
1: I I consider, as I've said before, I consider myself a seeker in general because I think seeking is how you find stuff, right? Yeah. But in this case, if I'm looking for my car keys, my car keys aren't going to scream out to me from the other room to let me know they're there, right? So (laughs) if I'm seeking another potential being, then there's a responsibility in some level on that other being of seeking back the other way to meet to me, right? I've been around this world for a long, long time and I haven't gotten that. It hasn't happened. So, you know, I, I would not say that my lack of seeking is the issue here. Gotcha. What's going on with the other side of the relationship?
2: Gotcha. Yeah, cool. And and I'm open to that, right? Because I was in the exact same boat for eight years. So I think I think that God's responsibility to reach out to you only comes at some point before the point of no return. This is my major qualification. Maybe it serves his purposes not to reveal the truth to you and to let you go through your your period, as, as a skeptic, you're, you're learning things. I mean, look, you, you get to be on a podcast or, or something like that, and this plays into God's overall providential plan. Maybe when you're 70 years old, that's when God is—as long as you maintain this seeking attitude of yours, then God knows now is the right time. Hey, Brian, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm God. Um, you know, that—yeah, like, why, why does it have to be right now, right when you you want it, if we're talking about right, it?
1: It it doesn't have to be right now, but from where I sit, there's literally no difference from my perspective between a God that hasn't revealed himself to me yet and one that's not there to reveal himself at all. So I, I don't know what else I can do as the lesser powered being in this relationship to get into his team. It, it seems to me that it's got to be all on him. And if, if what you're saying is, is there could be a good reason why he's not revealing himself to me now, then I am completely Justified one hundred percent in the position that I'm in right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's right, right. Like I, that's why I don't blame people for their disbelief if, if they're being real seekers um, in my sense or or a seeker in your general sense. So I, I only sort of put the blame on others um, when I when I get the sense that they're not genuinely seeking in this way. They're, they're just they've made up their mind. They're closed minded. I don't care. Uh, about this if if an opportunity comes up um and i i presented opportunities and none of you three have taken advantage of it i'm not yeah no, none of you three have taken advantage of it because you think it, it's kookery with the shroud or something but i i've linked to pure peer, secular peer-reviewed sources that this would at least be a, a start to to take a read and, and look at at least what the science is and and try to understand what my Argument is, rather than just assuming, oh, it must be a lazy argument from ignorance. So I'm,
0: I'm just going to jump in uh, right there and say there there might be a moment uh before this podcast over where we get to the shroud, uh but it's uh, I don't want to bring. The, yeah,
2: I don't want to. It's most it's mostly
0: thing irrelevant thing. for for where where we're going right now because we're granting already uh, my, that my, that, my, my, my that, that a god exists. Part. Yeah. But. So it so it doesn't it, the shroud doesn't really help at that point, uh, and it doesn't do anything to build a relationship, and so it doesn't address the question. Uh, Darren, before I uh, advance the conversation to the penultimate uh, point, uh, you were very quiet um, here. Um, you have anything to say about how how you get to know God, and you know what? Have you have you? Uh, fulfilled your responsibility to try to get to know God? Is there more responsibility that you have? Is there some responsibility God has? Uh, Can you think of a way to get to know God? Has has Dale or or Brian uh, uh, convinced you to try somehow? What do you you have on that?
3: Well, um, I don't know. If... Because a lot of the desires about the Christian God is pure speculation, like he wants to have a relationship with you. Okay, um, that's fine, but that doesn't necessarily make it, if there is a, uh, a God, uh, that doesn't really make it true that he actually wants to have a relationship with you. So, if he doesn't want to have a relationship with me, then um, I don't think either side really has any responsibility at all to go seeking the other. Um, if I mean I've I've been looking at Christian claims for the last 20 years uh, and I've pretty much gotten to the point where yes the stories sound nice but can we demonstrate that any of the claims are actually true um, do they map accurately onto reality is there a there there you know and um, as far as I can tell the uh, the claims are just that claims. So if I want to have a relationship with Osiris, um, and none of the priests of Osiris can demonstrate that any of the claims they're making about Os- Osiris are actually correct, you know, that they actually map onto reality, then do I have a responsibility to seek
0: out a relationship with Osiris? So we're not going to worry about Osiris, because you haven't granted Osiris. You have, right, for the but, sake of this but, argument, granted but, that God right. exists. So do you, once once you believe that something like the Christian God exists, do you then have an interest, just within yourself, of trying to figure out more about this God? Or, or would you find it as uninteresting um, as, as um, you know, s- sports ball, you know, uh, cricket, w- whatever, you, whatever you find uninteresting. <laughs> um, well, the problem is, is that if I've granted that the
3: Christian God exists, then I've. I'm also granting that I found a way to actually detect him and I have found a way to actually communicate with him.
0: No, not necessarily. Let's just say that you know he exists because the arguments have convinced you that he exists.
3: Well, you can't know that something exists from an argument.
0: You can because that's what we said. Now, no, you no. Know I think I pretty, made it pretty clear that uh, <laughs>
3: but from my last response to my last question, that if I've granted that uh, the Christian God exists, and I've granted also that I have a way to detect them, and that I'm also in communication with them.
0: So <laughs> this is this is this is hard. I um, I addressed this in the blog post a little bit because it does matter how we make the grant. Um, for instance, uh, how did we come to know that this God exists? I attempted to skirt this problem um, in the blog post, and, and I tried
3: to play along as long as I could. But the problem <laughs> so, is, is that you can't know something exists from an
2: argument. So, okay. So, Darren, let, let me because this. Uh, sorry, David. Is it okay if I just ask one quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so so Darren, so, so this is obviously something that we've butted heads on a lot. Is our, our a uh, notion of what is evidence and what counts as proper evidence. Um, so, going back to sort of Brian's objection, you know, saying like, well, why isn't God revealed to himself to me right now?" So, would you be at least in principle open if if it turns out to be a valid source of knowledge to something like the inner witness of the Holy Spirit? You don't get empirical, objective, scientific arguments, but you get knowledge, and and you know, yeah. Christianity is true, I love a a God's worthy of love or something, would you be open to that at least? Well, knowledge has to be demonstrated that it is,
3: in fact, factual. So, if they can demonstrate that the inner spirit of the holy witness is actually a real thing and not just something that they're claiming is true,
2: then sure. So, what do you mean by demonstrate? So, someone in advance demonstrates that the Holy Spirit, before you have it? your own experience. Um, Someone demonstrates the Holy Spirit is a valid form of gaining knowledge and then you have your experience, or you you can't just get direct knowledge in a properly basic way at all, like you're just closed to that? or. You know what I'm saying? Well,
3: you're conflating a lot of different things there. Um, If we're just talking about something like the Holy Spirit, when I talk to Christians about what is and isn't the Holy Spirit, usually what they mean or uh, what they're talking about is they ask a question and then they, whatever their feelings tell them, they think is the Holy Spirit. Well, that's fine, but feelings are a chemical process in the brain. So that's not a valid source of gaining knowledge just because you have some oxytocin that's uh hitting on a receptor um so if they could demonstrate that what they're claiming about the holy spirit is correct is accurate then then yeah i would
2: be fine with that so it sounds see like that yeah that's the only thing it, it, it sounds like the only way to demonstrate to you is is in some kind of empirical way um
3: Well, all I have is uh, empirical senses. I have eyes. I have ears. um, I have a brain that um, processes electrical, uh, electrochemical processes. Um, Until someone can demonstrate that there's more to there's other senses than that, then I have no way to assess whether their claims are accurate or not.
0: I I would just like to add on to what Darren said. I recognize how hard it is to make this grant, and I, I think you did. Well, to get this far, Darren, um, I, you know, but, uh, part of the problem, Dale. Um, even if I were to grant your your Plantagen, um nonsense about properly basic beliefs and such, and I really do think it's nonsense. But even if I were to grant that, all I could do is say, "Well, this this God of yours." Uh, wants to have a relationship with the people that he's given a properly basic belief but he hasn't given me that and so I still don't have any uh, proof that this God wants to have a relationship with me because he hasn't given me the same thing he's given to you
2: right but that that's why I was asking
0: Darren the questions that he did because he,
2: he's he's not even open to and, and I guess it would be the same for you as well like you, you aren't open to this kind of
0: entity not, not really because the apostle yeah. I'm, I'm a, more of an apostle Paul kind of guy uh, he heard lots of stories but he didn't believe until he was knocked off his horse and um, I so maybe that's how God has to communicate with someone with my kind of heart but that's a very tangible way that I think that Darren might, might be on board with but he, but yeah, he, just- won't, he won't do that <laughs>
3: Yeah, to say that I'm not open is just disingenuous, because I am open. Uh, when I was giving you my explanations, if you can demonstrate that the claims are actually real, then I'm all for it. I don't know how you would do that, because you they're just claims. But just saying that I'm not open isn't
2: really... But, but I'm saying you're not open to something specific. I'm not saying you're you're not open in general. I'm, I'm you've got direct knowledge. It's in the definition warranted true belief. So like there's no ifs ands or buts. It's not feelings. That's that's changing the subject. I'm saying you've got direct knowledge from this thing. And well, and
3: when you can demonstrate that's actually true, then I'm all on board. Until then it's just a claim.
2: So you, let's like demonstrate. Do you mean like you have to experience if you experience it yourself, this knowledge.
3: I'm open to any form of demonstration that can be uh, shown to be a reliable means to distinguish fact from fiction.
2: Um,
3: I'm not going to pretend to tell you how you have to um, demonstrate that what you're claiming is actually true. I'm open to whatever methodology you have that can be demonstrated to be reliable means.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to try to stop it right there. Um, I know that uh, we've gone past the 20 minutes that Brian uh, had left. Brian, are you still there? Yeah,
1: I'm good. I, I got a few more minutes. I should I should be fine.
0: Okay, so um, I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the idea of following God. This is kind of my penultimate point before the conclusion here. So maybe we can run through this quickly. So uh, worshiping God, loving God, getting to know God, uh, even admitting that God is there, I, we still haven't really come gotten away past those things uh but following god you know maybe just the uh, go at least going through the motions of doing what he says to do uh when he speaks into your life you follow him is there any tangible way to follow god what does that even mean now uh my friend natalie collins is convinced that God guides her directly. He speaks to her and he tells her what to do, whether to marry or divorce, whether to turn left or right, you know, the important things in her life. Uh, and so she, at least I understand what she means when she says she follows God. I don't actually understand what it means outside of that context, because the Bible does not tell you uh, specific things to do, and I've never had any kind of internal um, compass tell you know pushing me left or right or north or east. and so Brian, tell me if if you know God exists, do you follow God? and if so, what's your method of doing that?
1: Yeah, if I, if I think about where I sit now and where I sit today, it would be very difficult because I don't know what the instructions are there are a lot of people telling me what they are and where they're coming from, but I don't recognize those as genuine sources of instructions, right? There's a lot of authorities that I listen to in my life. I pay my taxes. I take my kids to school. I you know, listen to my wife when she's being reasonable. Uh, you know, there's, I can, I can point to a you, lot you of, you want me to edit that out? You, t- just t- just, t- just t- checking. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she listens to this podcast. It's going to be great. The point is, is all of these, all of these, um, uh, things that I follow, I do because I know what it is that's being asked of me and why. Right? You know, I don't deify the current president, but I pay my taxes. Uh, so, if God has actual instructions for me to follow and is a proper authority, then I need to get those instructions clearly. And, and from where I sit right now, I don't see where those instructions are coming from.
0: Darren, what does it take for you to follow God? What 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 does that even mean to you when you hear those words?
3: Um. I don't know Um, because I think that's a fairly subjective term I mean I follow I follow the law Um, I follow uh, people online Um, but as far as following God I mean he would first have to be a character rather rather whether or not he's uh, fictional or real that I'd have to actually respect Um, and anyone who creates a hell isn't that person um, but I don't know decent caring uh, doesn't commit genocide well,
0: I'm, I'm decent and caring and I've never committed genocide will you follow me? sure okay uh, you got a, like a Facebook account evidence, or something? David. you were an evidence. idiot <laughs> you, are, you have no idea how many armies I've led to their death <laughs> uh, in video games um. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dale, uh, help us out. I'm. I, I myself am not much of a of a follower. You know, I will take any instruction that I find useful. But I don't. I don't give my life over to someone to instruct, so that I follow their every word. Um, am, I, am I? Am I? Am I bad?
2: Um, and, and so, and this is on, again, the given of the Christian God in a yes. Christian context? I just suppose in general?
0: So. Yes. Uh, the, so if we, if I accept that the Christian God is real, I am yeah. not a follower today. I, I mean, I, I would know that he is real as a, as a fact of the universe, but I would not then, you know, start just doing everything that he told me willy nilly. Furthermore, I don't, I don't know how I would hear him telling me things. So, what does it mean to follow God?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think it, it's fairly straightforward, right? It, it's sort of a, a submission to to God because he he is the creator and designer of us. He he knows what's best for us in in our own interests, even when we may feel in the moment that. Um, you know, this is more in our in our immediate interest or something like that. So, yeah, you would, you would sacrifice, you know, sort of what but, Jesus but how was how saying. how do we
0: like, know they, what he even wants us to do from one moment to another? How do we know that?
2: Well, from a Christian perspective you get your instructions from the Bible, you're, you're also guided into truth through the Holy Spirit. The Bible doesn't uh, tell prepared, me
0: whether I should go for the promotion or uh, stay where I am. So, what kind of guidance are we talking about
2: right so so on that front you can use ordinary reasoning through prayer as well and the guidance of the Holy Spirit you can talk to fellow uh, Christians brothers and sisters so if if there's a a religious component uh, so let's say you want a brand new job but there's no decent church where you're going our church actually has a, a policy saying you're you're not allowed to do that if you're a member. Um, okay, I just, just wouldn't do that.
0: That doesn't sound like following God. That just sounds like following uh, some some dudes at a church.
2: But but these are these are means through which. So yeah, how these are is,
0: How do I know that? That does that just sounds like some humans found a way to control you. That doesn't that doesn't feel like following God to me at all.
2: Right, so that's why you you would have the Word of God as your guidance and are these guidelines that people have come up with consistent with that or are rooted in the Word of God that He's revealed to us uh, and we have our basic fundamental principles that we know are, are moral. We know it's proper to worship God once a week and, so, and on Sunday at least once a week on Sundays and, and show Him proper worship. If I'm moving to a place that doesn't have a church where I can do that and, and learn from a pastor about the word of God. And yeah, I, so I, can I,
0: I know it's frustrating, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut us off here so that I can make a kind of a closing statement because I, I, I appreciate and respect Brian. So a lot of this is going to have to be taken up in the uh, discussions. And I promise I will get this podcast out today uh, so that we can start haggling over some of the things that we didn't get to. I want to say this though. Um, uh, before my panelists and before all of the people listening, um I have put a lot of thought into this and uh so here's the thing: there have been a lot of atheist challenges out there. I don't want to just repeat that uh but i also and I frankly don't give a damn if someone thinks i'm a real seeker or not so that's none of that has anything to do with it but I also don't want to look at my fellow uh, humans as idiots because they believe something that I personally find unbelievable. So, um, did I miss something? Um, is 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 now maybe a better time than before? It, you know, is, is 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 this the right phase of the moon? I have no idea. But here's what I'm willing to do: uh, I will I will grant the existence of God beyond the time of this podcast. Just. Just to grant it and see what's next. Um, But that's as far as I can do. I I don't grant the Bible. I don't grant every proposition that every Christian has made. I I don't grant any of that. So you know where I am. Um, I don't actually believe in God, but I will just say, if it helps, that I believe in God. Um, some, Some kind of God figure... Uh, I am not inclined to uh, worship. I'm I'm not inclined to love the God as I know him right now. Uh, I don't know how to get to know him better, so let's just assume that my information is wrong. Um, I I don't know what it means to follow such a God, but if if I am savable, if it is possible to save such as me from a Christian perspective, and I put this out there for all of the Christians, Christians, To take advantage of, I will do uh, any worship service that I can that I can practically get to. I will go to church for a month. Uh, I will read any one book that I have not read already. So don't just say the Bible; I've read that many. Times. I've read it more than you have. Uh, so stop it. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll read any one book um, that you suggest. I will pray any prayer. Uh, as often as you would like me to pray it, uh, you can word the prayer. Uh, it, it's words; they are, they are meaningless to me. Um, by the way, I I also thought about offering this uh, to uh, for the devil as well to see if I could, you know, get some some kind of Satan knowledge or if he would come to me. Might do that some other time. Let's see if God responds first, though. Whatever whatever you Christian can do or say to get me to try uh, with as much sincerity as I can, and I'll, and I'll give it a month, and I'll um, record my progress, um, let me know. Because right now, I am at an impasse. The only way I can get to this point is just to grant that your God exists. I don't believe it. I can't study my way through it. You can't convince me. The shroud doesn't get me there. Um, I am at an impasse. If I am savable, I am, I am leaving it to you, the audience, uh, you, Dale, the co-host, um, you, the idiot on the street who happened to hear this uh, being played uh, while someone else is walking by. Uh, get in touch with me and let me know what it is I am supposed to do next. Otherwise, uh, just let me know that I'm unsavable and I'm, and I'm a lost cause. Um, so this is a sincere request on your part. Uh, what, what is the next step? I've granted God... Now what? You've got a month. Uh, anyone on the panel here is welcome to have the last word, but I'm going to actually give it to Brian um, because I know that he's the one with the, with the um, uh, constraint. So you can have the first last word, Brian, if you like. I've, I've, a, I've given the last word that I care about.
1: Thanks, David. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, first, first and foremost, I really uh, enjoyed this conversation. Uh, David and Darren, it's always a pleasure to be on the same side of the table as you guys, uh, and Dale, I really, really enjoyed uh, meeting you over this uh, call and speaking with you, and I would certainly welcome the chance to do it again. So, thanks for uh, jumping on at the last minute.
2: Oh, uh, as, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was just yeah, gonna say, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fine. Um, as far as the topic goes, uh, the main thing that I think I gleaned from this conversation is how long and complex this chain of reasoning has to go to get to a very specific conception of a Christian God that wants a relationship with us. Uh, and we went every step and we just were granting stuff, step by step by step. And then we got to the end and we still hit an impasse. We couldn't get there. Uh, so I just hope that this serves as a message to Christians that all atheists, all skeptics, all non-believers aren't just pigheaded and stubborn and just wanting to sin and are just ignoring this God that is as plain as day to you. We've spent a couple hours having this discussion and couldn't get to a point at the end where it was plain as day that this is what we should be doing. So, you know, just to reiterate my real seeker cred here that I'm out here. If a deity wants to get in touch with me, I'm ready to be heard. Uh, I've also learned that uh, as far as Darren's concerned, uh, he wants that deity to play video games and talk about global warming with them. So to each their own, Darren, off you go. Uh,
2: and thanks again for, uh, for having me on this conversation. Hey, thank you, Brian. If you're- but if you're going off now, I just want to say uh, it was great talking to you, and I, I look forward to speaking with you again as well,
3: Darren. Well, um, well, I'll just echo uh, Brian there. It's been a fun conversation. Um, I, honestly, I didn't even know how to sort of grant a lot of the uh, the stuff that we were being uh, asked to grant during the conversation because everything that we were granting was dependent on other things that we had to grant early on. And so when you've got too many grants in there, then the whole concept just becomes, I don't want to say meaningless, but incomprehensible maybe is a better word for that. And um, But I had a lot of fun. I think it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah. And yes, I I have a big old chair here that's uh, God's always welcome to come play video games with me.
0: So before I hand it over to Dale, I just want to echo uh, what Darren said. I know I gave him a hard time earlier, but it's it is hard to get to a place where you can start granting it. Some, I mean, to grant the things that I'm trying to grant in this podcast, you just have to throw up your hands and give up um, some of the some of the prior work that you have to do, um, and. I Part of what I want to demonstrate to Christians, besides the fact that it's not just us being stubborn and pig-headed, it's that even if you proved God by, by some apologetic argument, you still haven't gotten us to a place where we would want to... Uh, worship uh where we would have love the right relationship with god where we would know him any better where we could you know we're still in a situation all we know once we grant god is that we're on our way to hell (laughs) And and i don't know how to get out of that so um uh dale i will give you the last last word
4: Okay.
2: Um, yeah. On my end, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed the, the conversation with uh, with all three of you guys. Uh, same to you. I said I enjoyed my talk with Brian. Same with you, Darren. It, it, I think it's, it's different. It's a totally different context when we're speaking live rather than you know, comments and stuff
0: like that. So, yeah. Oh, don't I worry; you'll be going. you'll be flaming within three hours.
2: Um, <laughs> anyway. well, I wanted to avoid the book after Titus. I was like, okay, I, I've I've done my bit. I, I don't have to participate anymore. But now, yeah, I guess I'll have to be on the boards for this week since on the can't show. Quit us, forget Sorry. it. You can't quit uh, us. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so I think summing up. I think that the points that Darren, Brian, and David raised. Their, their main argument here is: look, there's a lot entailed, and they're right. On an when we're talking objective argumentation, that there are, there are a lot of steps. I've created an eleven premise argument, uh, and I'm it's going to be thousands of pages uh, when my book is finally completed. So there's a lot that goes into these little eleven premises that I've cooked, or, or the argument from the resurrection, or something like that. I, I mean. I think I've got like 300 pages of rough notes um, that i am converting to the chapter when I came to believe that the resurrection was, was good evidence. Um, so, so yeah, there, there are a lot of steps where skeptics can take issue with this or that or have an objection here or there. And yeah, you if you're going to go the objective route, you've got to deal with that. You've got to make sure that you're establishing the link in your argument. Um, however, I think that there's another way that God communicates, and this is what I was trying to go back and forth with with Darren on when we're talking about well, what what counts as evidence, um, and the Holy Spirit speaking directly through through the inner witness is another valid path that I would say at least as a skeptic, at least be open to it. If if it never comes to you, then forget it. You can say daily or I don't believe you. I, that's perfectly just. But be open to it, and if it ever does come. 20 years from now, then recognize if you do get knowledge in this direct way, the way that God speaks to people in the Bible, then that's another way that you can come to knowledge and realize God's worthy of love and and worthy of worship and that sort of thing.
0: Okay. So, uh, thank you all. It's been uh, actually most instructive. I wasn't entirely sure how this would go. I'm glad it went the way it did. Uh, Once again, skepticsandseekers.wordpress.com skepticsandseekers at gmail.com I look forward to your suggestions as to how you are going to screw with my life for the next month Um, and uh, next week you don't know Pascal until you've heard Brian and Teddy Till then, goodbye everybody